Let's dive straight into it. So investing in yourself is a hard concept. It really is. I find that investing in yourself is something that as a business owner, I struggled with doing a lot. Um, I know that my clients struggle a lot with it. And so I wanted to talk about it for mortgage brokers, especially brokers specifically, because they often find it hard to invest. Now, I have spoken a lot on other podcast episodes and on other people's podcasts and in other content, like live shows, all about this idea of why you shouldn't spend money when you're starting out on things you can't afford. And really, you should just, just build up cash flow. But now... This is the other side of that of that coin. And also a little bit, you know, I'm going to unpack it a little bit to you my, my opinions on this and, and where I sit with it. So the first thing to think about is that there are two types of things to invest in. There is time, and there is money. So if you're a new advisor, you're starting out, you have, um, you might be ca- uh, time rich, but cash poor, which is a lot of the time, the new advisors. And this is where I talk about often you don't need to worry about you know paying a coach or whatever because that might be something you might have the money for that. But instead you can consume lots of content, you can consume, you can implement things, you can build out frameworks, investing in yourself and bettering yourself as a business owner, as an operator, as a marketer, as a as a better advisor, all of these things at the beginning when you have little clients are the things that are gonna help you stand out and 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 help you get better, not so much stand out, but help you become the person who stands out. So time is 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 a way of investing, and that is something that we we often overlook. And I did it myself when I when I first started out as a mortgage advisor. One of the first things I did was um, when I went self employed <clears throat> was I I didn't have any clients, you know. So I would wake up every morning and I would make content every single day, and I would just do it over and over and over again. Um, and I would literally work from eight till six. And um, and just making content and learning about things and and researching the industry and then putting that into content. So what I would do, and the reason I say content is, learning about the industry is one thing. But I found that for me, if I learned about something and then I made a video on it and I posted it out into the world, I was one building my brand publicly. I was two learning my learning and getting knowledge. So I was investing in that. And then as that time went on, what started to happen was my clients. When I got a client, that client would take out some of that time. But and then I would go back to doing, um, back to doing the 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 you know the marketing and the research and the branding and, and the, the upskilling every time I didn't have a client. And eventually, over time, what happened was it whittled it down to the hour that I have now. Um, and that's how it started. It was you know it started with like eight hours a day doing this stuff, and then as as business got busier and my, and it started to work better, I started to then move to have less time to eventually have my hour. I did the exact same thing when I moved into becoming a coach and a consultant for people. I didn't just all of a sudden have you know a waiting list of clients and be where I am now. I, did, I wasn't like that. It was very much you know no one you know no one wanted wanted the service. So when I first started out. I would just invest lots and lots of time because I didn't have a lot of money to be able to then do, to, to learn stuff, build my brand. You can do a lot of things and invest your time in it. So that's the first thing if you're looking at investing in yourself as a business owner, as a mortgage advisor, that is one of the first things you can do. Now, the next one you can look at is actually money, of course. So investing in yourself with money is, you know, looking at things like coaches and courses and programs now, the thing I would advise with stuff like this is think peripherally. Um, and what I mean by that is think on things on the outside of what it is you need. So 
many times, um, you know, we go directly to a mortgage business coach, which might be what you need. But the idea with investing in yourself is knowing what the goal is. So you might think, okay, I really want to be, let's say with me, or with people who you might be good at mortgage, a good mortgage broker, but they want to build that skill of marketing. That is a very specific peripheral skill. So it's not the main income driver, but by mastering it and learning it, they're going to, they're going to put themselves further from their competitors and will make more money as a result. And so peripheral skills, once the money is in place, once you have money, it's the peripheral skills that are the ones that are going to separate you from everybody else. It really is. So the peripheral skills are those things of, are you learning your neuro-linguistic programming so you can communicate better? Are you understanding social media? Are you, um, you know, are you understanding like business management as in how to scale a business and grow a business? The job, the fundamental job itself of being a mortgage broker and a mortgage advisor that you should have had, you've got a nail by now. Okay, there's little things here and there, but really it's more of these other supporting skills. And that, by the way, was the biggest thing for me that changed everything for me was was meeting a behavioral economist called Mark Pataccio, which I'm probably going to get him on the show at some point. I'd love to have him on the show at some point. But I got Mark Pataccio. I met Mark when I was a financial advisor, when I was a mortgage broker. And um, he's a behavioral economist, works in financial services. And it was this whole, for me, I got obsessed with behavioral psychology after that. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I'm too busy trying to learn all about the products and the services. But actually, if I can understand the psychology of what my client thinks, I think I could do better. I think that's a better use of my time, a better time and money investment. And so you um you have to look at those, I would say, when it comes to investing yourself as these peripheral skills and services, because that's what's going to be the thing that separates you. Now, pardon the interruption, but we wanted to make sure that you follow Ash on Instagram for exclusive and behind the scenes content. Now, Back to the show. Now, when it comes to investing in yourself, the biggest advice I can give, the biggest advice over all of this is do not be tight. Do not, do not, do not, do not, um, like uh, hoard that money and, and hoard your money and time. Um, tight is like people being tight is the most painful thing, especially as a coach. When someone comes to you, especially as a coach that doesn't, that is successful. And most of the people in the financial services space will be successful in regards to the coaches you work with. There's nothing worse than someone coming in and being like, um, I don't want to spend that or try to haggle, or I don't want to give that much time. And the reason being is nothing for you, nothing's worth having that without putting in the work. And that's a, a cost of both time and money. And I think that that, and by the way, this is really hard because I, I had the similar, I struggled with this was this idea of realizing that, the the investment you make is in yourself and will pay back in ways you don't know. Um, and it took me a long time to, I was a real hypocrite. You know, I would want to, I would, I was trying, I was being a coach and I was helping people, but I would then, then, you know, I, I wouldn't go and get coached by other people. I'd be like, Oh no, no. I mean, I'm not at that now at all. I massive, I spend quite a significant amount of money on coaches and on consultants and on courses and, and upskilling and equipment and everything. But, I very much wouldn't for a while. And I've seen that as well with clients so that they not, not clients cause they wouldn't be my clients, but I've seen it with advisors. So I want to caveat that not clients. Cause if you're a client of mine, you've made this plunge and to invest and you're not tight because you've invested. And if you're a client of anybody's, that's normally the case. What I've seen. And by the way, I've seen this time and time again. Some of you might be listening to this. You might get offended by it. I don't mean in a horrible way, but there are people out there that I have seen 
who watch um, my content, who message me a lot, but they, and, and they've been on discovery calls with me. This is the killer where they've had it or they've messaged me to say, Ash, you know, can I work with you? Can I, can I do this? Whatever. I'm, I'm interested in working with you, whatever it may be. Not if you're just watching me and you're engaging with me, it's a different thing, but like, and, you, and then you talk them through it and you explain the price and whatever, and you explain the time it's going to be. And then they don't do anything. And what's quite funny is some of these people I've known for like five years and they still, by the way, they're still in exactly the same spot. The same place. Five years later, they're in the exact same spot. I'm not. My clients aren't, but they they are, and that's not a negative thing to them. That's not that I, I like a lot of these people. Um, no, no one who's in the live streams or anything like that. But there are a few. There's a handful of people, but they are the same people, and I see them. They're people I knew when I was an advisor before, and they're in the same place because they didn't invest time and money. And it's both. You need to you need to invest both because if you don't. And you just keep toying with it and thinking you're going to do it yourself. You won't, you won't. And the best advice I, I was like this, I'll share one little story with you on this, in this podcast for this, hopefully give you some context and then, and then we'll wrap it up. But like for me, I, I was really adamant about that. I, I was going to go work with this, with this coach. Or I wasn't, I was toying I'm an hour about working with this coach and it was a lot of money, like significantly more money than anybody in the financial services, like a lot of money. And I was like, whoa, it's a lot of money and da, da, da. But what was really interesting was I spoke to my wife, my wife, my, she's, she's, you know, part of 50, 50 of the business. She's the operations manager. She runs a lot of stuff in the back end with me. And, um, and she was, I said to her, I was like, look, this is the price, um, which was a lot, a couple of thousand a month. I won't give the exact figure because people will be like, what? Um, and, uh, and I was like, what do you think? And I said, because I said, I'm thinking that, you know, I'd, I could spend that money on something else. I could do this, could do that. And she said something which was really quite profound. Is she said, can you go any further without this person? Do you know what to do? And I said, no, I don't. I said, I'm only going to go up to where I know. And she said, can you learn that online? Um, or like without him. And I said, yeah, probably. And she said, how long would it take you to get as good as this person? This person's got like hundreds of employees, really, really good. And he said, how long would it take you? And I said, to get to that level with lots of failures, it probably cost, it probably take me two to three, four years to figure that out. And it would cost me that the opportunity cost would probably be, be quite high. You know, the, the money I would lose, the mistakes I would make. And she was like, you need this person then. You can't, like, you can't, you've got to be able to, she said, you've got to be able to make that jump and say, this person, if I'm paying them, say 30 grand in, in a year or whatever, 30, 30, I can't remember exactly what it was, but what it is, but it's, it's like, say it's a, a high amount of money and you look and go, okay, I'm going to pay this person. I might not get a return in my first year, but I'm going to get 10 times that over my career, way more than that because I don't know how to do the thing that person's going to teach me how to do. And so I can play around in the dirt. And then in five years time, that person will probably be four, five, six times the price. And I'm still in the same place. And she was the one that said to me, she was like, you know, and I love this saying, she said, you either got, she said to me, you've either got to piss or get off the pot. In other words, either do it or accept the fact that you're going to be in this spot. And, and that's it don't keep thinking you're going to have the best of both worlds. And I was like, wow, that's really true. And that, and it is true. And, and, you know, made the move and everything worked out really, really well. And I'm so happy I did it. And so that all comes from this idea of investing in yourself. I was scared of it. 
So you're not alone. If you are, if you're someone who's fearing this idea of investing in yourself, I actually think now is the time to invest more in yourself. It's more and more and more now, especially with what's going on more and more because it's, um, it's like be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. And I really think that's the case. That's not going back on what I said about, um, you know, when you're a new advisor, don't, you know, don't be joining courses and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I still believe that. I still believe that, you know, you, you fundamentally need to have cash flow sorted and you'd be able to feed your family. Um, but, uh, and so you should invest time. But if you've got, once you reach a level of security, reinvest that money and time, the same amount of time, the same amount of money, and you're going to get better and better and better. That's this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. I'll see you in the next one, all right? Bye. You've been listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. If you've enjoyed the show, then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now. 